Settling is just another form of quitting. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Agent Power Huddle Mindset Monday. My name is Barry Overton. I am in Denver, Colorado, and excited to be with you here today to, to talk about a topic that, um, well, really true. I mean, we are in that moment of the topic, and it's uh, defeating the Monday blues. We're going to talk about that um, here shortly. First and foremost, I want—I know many of our, uh, our viewers and part of the the Agent Collective are coming right out of California. And man, if anyone has uh, some reason to have some blues on Monday, is is California? I mean, you had a hurricane coming through. Twenty six years since you've seen something like that, and on top of it, a hurricane. Excuse me, a, an earthquake, a five point one uh, earthquake at the same time. Uh, that rocked parts of Southern California. So again, uh, uh, you know, you know, my, my prayers are definitely to families and and folks that are out there. Uh, but it definitely seems like uh, the worst is over with the uh, the weather uh, part of things. But again, it was one of those things that let me kind of reflect on at on yesterday in regards to Monday and how we look at at Mondays. And I could always go back to. A time when I was a, a police officer and I used to have the weekends off. And, you know, when you hit Friday, you're elated, you're excited about going into the weekend. Saturday is typically a great day of, you know, being with family, barbecuing, cutting the grass, whatever the case may be, but you're not at work. Sunday rolls around and Sunday morning is really great. But then it gets into the afternoon, the late afternoon, into the evening, and you realize Monday is coming. <laughs> and, and it sets in just like that. Da, da, da. Monday is coming. And, and again, we, we get into that place of having the, the Monday blues in regards to it. Well, over the past few years, uh, especially since being an entrepreneur, I've taken a different perspective in regards to Monday. Uh, I look at every day. I get excited about every day of the week, no matter which day it is. And I'm going to share a few things that I learned along the way that helped me to to get to that that point. And you know, like I said, being a police officer and knowing that I'm going back into doing my job on Monday. There was a, uh, a, a certain amount of depression or just um, melancholy feeling that came across me on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and then going into Monday and, and realizing when, when Monday got here, I was not happy about it. And I eventually learned to change my thinking, even while I was a police officer, because these were things that I learned before becoming an entrepreneur that I was able to apply as being a police officer that helped me to take a different view in regards to Monday. And by doing that, it helped me to take a different perspective and a different view on every day of the week and every circumstance that may come up. You know, I can tell you, you know, yesterday, uh, still, there was a 
now being human, I still have those feelings that come across me. But at the same time, I'm in a place now where when I recognize those feelings, I, I make adjustments. You know, I looked at my my calendar for today. I knew I had the agent power huddle that I need to p- prepare for this. I have a Bible study after this. I have a few different appointments throughout the course of the day on top of having eight properties under contract and four other listings and working with buyers. I have a full plate. So when I started looking at Monday, it was looking very overwhelming and it was very easy to kind of get into a negative place with that. But again, because of the conditioning that I've I've put myself through, now I understand the moment I start to feel that I have to make some adjustments. So the first thing I think you you have to be able to notice is that number one, we we're all born with a negative bias in us. And I'll, what I'll share about that is we're, at, at, we're apt to think more negatively than positively. You think about when we look at the news or when we see different things on social media, whatever the case may be. And if it sounds like there could be, there could be a, a there's a situation that's going on and it could be a good um, outcome. It could be a negative outcome. In many instances, most people will think of the negative outcome first. And so we are conditioned from that. And that it's really something that's been in our DNA. It goes back to really the beginning of time, to the age of cavemen. I mean, if you think back during that time, there was a realistic fear that cavemen were presented with. You know, there were, um, you know, saber-toothed tigers. There, there were uh, enemies, there were threats that they had that, again, they couldn't look at a saber-toothed tiger and think, oh, I'm going to make that a pet. That's something I'm going to cuddle up with at night. Because no, that saber-toothed tiger looked at them as dinner or lunch or whatever the case may be. So there was a realistic threat that when a caveman um, saw a saber-toothed tiger, they instantly went into a place of a, a uh, breathing heavy, uh, a faster heart rate. They started sweating. Again, the all the the, the physical um, aspects of what we feel when fear starts to take over in the body, and then it causes a a response of of some sort. Now, obviously, over time, the caveman learned how to to defeat and conquer a saber tooth tiger. All right. But I want you to think about this for a second. If there's anyone on here right now that would just kind of like to come on and uh, be my co-host and share this platform with me, just go ahead and raise your hand right now and, and, and jump on. Let's do half of this this presentation I'm going to do together. Anyone, anyone. I want you. And that's great. That's exactly what I was expecting uh, to happen, because what happens in that moment is I'm asking you to join me on stage, so to speak. And one of the biggest fears, an unrealistic fear that we all have, even myself, is a fear of public speaking. But again, the saber tooth tiger is that fear of uh, a realistic fear that's right in front of you. But we have all these different unrealistic fears that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, Being a public speaker or public speaking is just one of those. But I can tell you this, that going into Monday, 
there were certain things, whether it's a fear or whether it's something that you really don't want to have to deal with or you don't want to have to face. There are things that we come across throughout the course of our week. And usually we have to deal with them on Monday because, again, the weekend is kind of that time off. And then you have to, you know, that's why they always say Monday is our biggest, busiest day of the week, because the things that were put off during the weekend have to be tackled then. But we have to change our thinking around that unrealistic fear, because if you go back to when I just asked who would who would join me on stage and take over and do half of this um, this presentation with me, you know, again, there was probably some. Uh, maybe not the sweating that quickly, but there was an instance of, you know, the heart rate may have gone up a little bit. The uh, the breathing may have picked up. Again, the same things of, of fear of a saber-toothed tiger that are very realistic hit you in an unrealistic situation. And that's just one example of those areas where we're we're affected. And again, it's a that negative bias that we have because what are we thinking? We're we're not thinking, oh, this is my opportunity to to kind of share my thoughts and ideas and help and inspire other people. No, we're thinking I'm not prepared to do this. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to stumble over my words as I'm I'm speaking. I'm not going to do that. So Again, we go into a negative place of what we're thinking. So those are that's one of the main areas we have to be able to shift our thinking in regards to to having that negative bias and being more positive um, about that, uh, you know, the day and, and what's what's ahead for us. I can tell you for me, one of the, the greatest lessons that I learned in regards to being able to to change that that negative bias is gratitude. And, and being able to not think of the, the whole aspect of um, I have to do the agent power huddle today. I have to talk to my clients today. Um, you know, I have to go to Bible study. No, it's I get to. I get to do the agent power huddle today. I get to be in front of these these smiling faces and and share, you know, some words of wisdom and inspire and impact other people. I get to go to Bible study to get more knowledge for myself and and you know, strengthen my relationship with God. I get to talk to my clients to make sure that everything that they need to make this a successful closing, to make this a a great opportunity for them, all those things are achieved. So taking a different mindset in regards to what you have to do and what you get to do is a big part of just being grateful. And probably the best lesson that I learned from this was, again, going back to Monday. We're talking about defeating the Monday blues and how I got to the point of being grateful for Monday is a friend of mine said, hey, I want you to remember something last Monday. That was somebody's last Monday. They're not here anymore. And in that moment, it made me understand, man, I got to be grateful for the moment. I got to be grateful for Monday and what we have uh, today. I got to be grateful for the fact that I have, I'm so busy in real estate right now, but I'm grateful for it because I know that there are agents out there that are trying to put it just one deal together. So being grateful for the things that we, in many instances, are um, upset about or we're, we're frustrated or we're overwhelmed with and being able to, to look at 
look at those things from a, a gratitude uh, perspective. And for me, that has been really one of the, the best steps of being able to you know, experience Monday, experience all the days of the week, experience the moments, experience the challenges that come along. Because now I look at, I'm grateful for this challenge. I'm grateful for this setback because what I'm going to learn for, from it is going to make me better in the future. And it's also going to be something that I can take with me as a lesson that I learned and I can share it with others so they don't have to go through the same challenge. So again, just taking a different perspective of how um, we look at Monday. Now, I do seriously want to open it up right now and just see, I would love to know, um, anyone just want to share what you're grateful for today? <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have everything that I have. I've been blessed and I'm glad to listen to your wisdom. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that and if we start the day with just thinking about the things that we're grateful for, it instantly makes the day so much better. It, it puts everything in perspective. And I think, again, that's the, the first thing when your eyes open in the morning, just being grateful to be here. You you made it through another, you know, you made it through the night into another day to be able to, again, have an impact on the world and, and do whatever those goals and hopes and dreams that you have. You get another day to be able to do those things. So that's really one of the easiest things for me is the first thing waking up in the morning. Uh, I can tell you, you know, I have torn meniscus in both knees. Uh, I've had it. I'm 50. I'll be 55 in November. I have had torn meniscus, the first one I tore probably at the age of 30. So 25 years of dealing with, with torn meniscus. I'm at the point now where I'm bone on bone and I have good days and I have not so good days in regards to uh, just being able to be mobile to a certain degree. But, you know, I can tell you, I've, I've made some changes uh, from a dietary standpoint. I've made some changes, you know, just in regards to what I'm doing from a working out. And my knees now feel better. Part of it is because I've lost 15 pounds in about the last six weeks or so. And uh, so it's less stress on my knees. But when I stand up, I'm grateful for not having the pain in that moment. So you see, it's it's really the little things that, that can turn into very big things for you, uh, just being grateful for. So again, uh, grateful will, will lead to uh, more happiness in regards to the, the current situation. So one of the, the other aspects I wanna talk about in regards to this is um, procrastination. I think procrastination, you know, we say the what's the biggest nation in the world? Procrastination is because there are procrastinators all over the world. And I think when you you understand that we we live in this world of procrastinating uh, about different things because we don't want to face you know those things. And you know, I I talk about this quite a bit because I recently have come across you know where I've had conversations with with people and they're saying something about someone being a procrastinator, someone that uh, procrastinates all through life. Well, 
you know, we look at those, you know, again, it's a very a negative word. We look at people that are procrastinators as being lazy or someone that, uh, you know, doesn't want to to do the work, so to speak. What I look at procrastinators as being as someone that is uninspired, someone that is in a place where whatever it is that they have in front of them, the task at hand is uninspiring to them. Because see, I can tell you that if, you know, they said, hey, we are giving away, you know, $100,000 to anyone that can come down to the municipal building in your city uh, today between 9 a.m. and and 12 p.m. Anyone that shows up, you're getting $100,000. Well, there's going to be some motivation behind that. There's going to be some people that would have probably stayed in bed because they didn't have any they didn't have anything that inspired them to get out of bed. But now when you dangle the carrot, so to speak, when you put something out there that motivates people and that inspires people, then you get action. So, again, procrastination is not necessarily, you know, the the work of just. Uh, lazy people. It's more so people that are uninspired by what the current task is. So once again, that's one of those areas where you have to be able to inspire yourself. You have to be able to tap into this uh, yourself. I'm going to share with you a couple of different stories of where I've experienced this and when I, where I've seen this actually in effect with with uh, people that have. Um, you know, created a mindset of being able to inspire themselves. And I think that that's it. Once you understand what the procrastination is and once you understand what moves you, it becomes a lot easier to break out of the procrastination piece. If you think about it, we're going back to, you know, defeating the Monday blues. A lot of it is, as I mentioned a minute ago, I have all these tasks to do. It can feel very overwhelming. When it's overwhelming, you start to want to shut down and not do anything. And so I want to show you how to be able to break out of that. Or when it's just something that you don't want to do, it becomes very easy to just not do it. You know, find another reason to do something else, find an excuse to do do something else. Um, but you know, what we uh I, I look at is with procrastination. One of my mentors is a uh, you know a former uh, Denver Bronco, um, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos, Rod Smith, uh, guy that has three business degrees. And we were doing a, a network marketing company. It was a coffee distribution business. This was about uh, ten years ago, and I saw this guy retire from the NFL with tens of millions of dollars in the bank and attack this business like his life depended on it. And I asked him the question, I said, um, what, what is it about this opportunity? You're, you're well off, you're set. Why is it that you run at it the way that you do? Why are you so successful with this and so quickly? And what motivates you when you don't have to necessarily do this? And one of the things that he told me that stuck with me, obviously, you know, until now is success. The quote he said was successful people create the conditions in their mind in order to succeed. 
And what I understood about that, as he explained it, he told me that at 12 years old, when he was growing up in uh, Texarkana, Arkansas, uh, in the projects, you know, he he's he was standing there in, in the projects, kind of looking at where he was living, and he knew that he wanted to change those conditions. The other part of what so he got to that point where he did change those conditions, you know, getting into the NFL, retiring with a, a great career. But you would think at that point, retirement, you kind of, OK, I've made it, I've achieved it. And now I, you know, I can just sit back and rest on my laurels. Well, not him. So it was creating a condition in his mind in order to continue to succeed. And what that condition was, is he told me about there was a, a show called the um, Inside the NFL. On that show back in the 80s, they used to have a segment called Where Are They Now? And typically on that segment, they would have former NFL players that maybe they suffered, um, you know, medical issues. Maybe they suffered suffered different physical issues. But then some of some of them were also they were showing them from a place of destitute and and financially they were in really bad places. And Rod looked at that and said, I am never going to allow myself to be on that show. Uh, I'm never going to be in a position where there, you know, I don't have the money that I, I built. So it means that I have to go out and still create revenue streams for myself. So the condition in his mind that he created is the coffee business that he was doing. He said, I have to be successful in this particular business in order to keep what I earned over here. Now, that wasn't the reality. That was not, you know, the situation at all. But it was the condition in his mind that he created to say, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do to be successful. So again, successful uh, people create the conditions in their mind in order to succeed. This helps you to break through those aspects of procrastination. I want to give you one other example of that um, guy named Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was um, infamous for really uh, creating conditions in his mind um, in order to succeed. If you ever saw the, the show, The Last Dance, there were multiple situations that they share in regards to how he got himself up for a, an opponent. And when you become, you know, touted as the the best NBA NBA player of all time while you're playing, again, it's very easy to sit back and say, you know, I don't have to do a whole lot here. Um, I'm already on the mountaintop, so to speak. But again, this was something where he created those conditions in his mind. So one example, there was a kid uh, that played for the Washington Bullets. His name was uh, LeBradford Smith. He was a second year player. The Washington Bullets were in Chicago playing Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And LeBradford, LeBradford Smith had a career game in his second year in the league. He scored 37 points against the Bulls and Michael Jordan. In the meantime, Michael Jordan had an off night. He didn't have his best night. And so as they were, the, the story goes, as they were walking off the court, LeBradford Smith kind of looked Michael Jordan up and down, smiled at him and said, good game, Mike, and kind of condescending. And so Michael Jordan went into the locker room. He told his teammates what occurred and he said, oh, he's going to pay for that. And uh, the, the bad thing for LeBradford 
is they played in Chicago in and on this night. The following night, they were flying to Washington to play again. And now Chicago was going there. Um, so they played back-to-back nights. So the, the second night that they're in Washington, remember, LeBradford Smith in his game against Michael in Chicago scored 37 points for the game. Michael Jordan scored 36 points by halftime because he needed to make make it known he was the best player in the league and you are not going to come into my arena and disrespect me like that. I'm going to show you how great I am. And that's really, you know, the mindset that he took. Now, this is the caveat to the story. Years later, someone asked Michael because there were rumors. LeBradford Smith said, hey, I never said that to Michael Jordan. I don't know what, what he's talking about. And so it was questioned. And someone asked Michael years later, it was actually on the last dance, if LeBradford actually said that. And he said, <laughs> no, he didn't. I needed to, to create the condition in my mind. I needed something to motivate me to go out and, and have a stellar game. So again, taking something that is not realistic and making it realistic in order to be able to motivate yourself is something that we have to be able to do in our business. This is something that I found um, that has been, you know, an important aspect of what I do on a daily basis. I, I've written three books, and my first book I wrote in 2020. We're in 2023, and I've written three books. And part of the thinking for me is there are things that are right here in my head that I want to be able to share with the world. And for me to think that I have all the time in the world to be able to share this, because tomorrow is not promised. Um, so I can't you know, procrastinate. I can't say, oh, I'll get to that in a few years. I'll get to that when I, I slow down, because who knows if I'll have the opportunity to do those things then. So again, it's being able to create those conditions in your mind to break through whatever it is that barrier is that you're not necessarily motivated to do and finding a way uh, to be able to to motivate yourself. Uh, one of the area that I want to touch on is, you know, never, uh, you know, we, we talk about failure and I, I look at failure from a standpoint of failure is only when you quit on something. If you're you're building your real estate business so to, and you're in a place where you know, the, you're cold calling or you're calling your sphere and you're not having any success with that, that's not failure. I mean, that is number one in a place you're doing the work, you're doing the reps, you're staying consistent. And maybe you have a situation where you look at it from an aspect of you have a deal that is under contract and something falls through and you have to go back on the market, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're out of contract and you have to go back on the market. You can look at that from a place of a failure, or you can look at it as a lesson learned as to whatever it was that, that occurred. I can tell you, I have a house right now where we fell out of contract. Uh, we went back under contract We're we're on a contingency, the sell, the buyers on our property, their contingency fell through. Um, so they just went back on the contract last night. So again, it, it's been a roller coaster ride for this particular deal. But the thing about it is we're not going to quit. We're, we're going to keep going. The only true 
um, way to fail is if you quit on whatever it is that you're doing. So just being able to to push through and and stay uh, stay present in the things that you're doing. And I want you to think from a perspective of uh, another aspect of failure is settling. And what I mean by settling is uh, if we go into a court of law, and let's say you're um, you know you're in you're in a court of law, you're a defendant on a case, and um, the you, you didn't do it. You're innocent of whatever you're being accused of, but your attorney feels like the 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 uh, evidence is so overwhelming that you may not win this and you could potentially end up going to prison for this thing that you didn't do. So instead of spending 10 years in prison, your your attorney is able to negotiate a plea deal and get you only one year in prison. So you come to a settlement. That's what, and, and I can tell you, being a former police officer um, on criminal cases, 80% of, of criminal cases are settled out of court because there's not enough judges that can take on all the cases. So there are a lot of plea deals. There are a lot of settlements that go on in life. But I want you to think about that settlement. Here it is. You just settled for one year in prison versus 10 for something that you're innocent of, that you didn't do. Did you really win? <laughs> no, you just lost a year of your life. And why is that? because your attorney was afraid to, to take the risk for the true victory of proving your innocence, that your attorney was not willing to go after the win. They, they instead settled. So I want you to think about it from in our lives. We settle. There are things that when it becomes too hard, when it becomes too difficult, when it becomes too challenging, we will settle on something else that you know, we can we can attain versus the true victory that we're going after. So using that as as a catalyst to, again, work through Mondays, because, again, it's during the, the time of Mondays that a lot of times we can start making negotiations with ourselves in regards to is this is this hope? Is this dream? Is this goal something that I really need to aspire to? So again, never settling. Settling is just a another form of, of quitting. All right. So this this 30 minutes always goes so fast. <laughs> so I actually had a few more that I wanted to share, but we can certainly do that on, a, on another day. But I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for being with us uh, today and go out, crush Monday, have an amazing week and um, look forward to hearing about your success soon. All right. Take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.